So I'm with Raquel Pennington, who goes by Rocky, recently fought at UFC 273. She's fought some legends like the likes of Holly Holmes, Mata Ferry, Jessica Andrade, Misha Tate, and Amanda Nunez. My first question for you is, you fought already once this year. Anything else on the horizon? You planning any more fights this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, I would love to already have fought yesterday, but uh, that last fight at 273 within the first, what was it, the first 47 seconds of the fight, I ended up messing up. I actually badly dislocated my finger and tore all the ligaments. Cracking her the way that I did throughout a 15-minute fight, um, I did some pretty significant damage and then uh, had surgery April 22nd. So I'm kind of just on recovery right now. I'm getting really impatient. I'm ready to get back in there. I think besides... My finger getting busted and hitting with it. Uh, the only thing I came out of that fight with was a fat lip. So um, <laughs> otherwise I was healthy. But yeah, I mean, as soon as this heals and I can get back on the grind, I want to get back in there, finish the year off solid. My ultimate goal is to get a world title shot. So hopefully with this little bit of setback, maybe beginning of 2023. Okay, excellent. Now you mentioned the damage and I guess I, you've been in some wars, put it that way. What was the worst post-fight for you? What was the fight where after the fight you were like, the recovery was tough, the facial damage was rough? Which was the worst one for you? Honestly, um, when I fought Amanda, and that was just because in the fight, um, you know, I mean, I came off an 18-month layoff. We were originally supposed to fight December. In October, I ended up um, sustaining a leg injury that I barely, barely avoided amputation on. I had wow. nerve damage. Um, you know, recovering from three major surgeries and then finally getting back in the gym and then that injury happening, like mentally and emotionally, I was just over it. I wanted to be back at it. UFC, um, you know, they were calling and they were like, hey, you're going to be good for February. You're going to be good for March, April. And it was just like, I felt really pressured. And honestly, yeah. I thought, like I was kind of pressuring myself as an individual. Um, and so when I ended up fighting Amanda, she kicked my leg in the first round, like the first minute of the first round. And I actually fell. And I was just like, it took everything I had to get back up because she kicked me in the exact spot that I broke my leg. And Jeez. it honestly it was broke all over again. Like I've fought in fights, clearly my last fight with injuries, uh, on the ultimate fighter, I had a broken hand. I had a fractured forearm and like things have never like phased me. Like I can work through them, but the nerve damage was a different kind of pain and you know that entire fight like i was just in defense mode i like i couldn't focus on anything i just felt the excruciating pain going up into my hip and it was just like it was different and so you know i wasn't focused on being a fighter at that point trying to win a fight i was like in survival mode trying to understand what was going on in there and so that fight like that recovery was really really hard for one it was just like it was frustrating it was the biggest fight of my career at that point um you know it was for the world title and then on top of that like just to have that setback with the injury and like it being nowhere near ready and then the frustrations that came with like pushing myself to get there um that that one was hard on me mentally physically and emotionally you mentioned injuries i don't think enough of the casual fans uh, especially fans who were not former athletes in any sport because most athletes from, from any sport will tell you that injuries are a factor and you actually have to perform with injuries. Talk about that. You go into most fights. Are you injury-free or not? No, you can probably talk to 95% of the athletes and a lot of them are not going to be injury-free. I mean, being an athlete, like, you're putting your body through the ringer and then being in a sport like MMA, I mean, it's so brutal and taxing on the body that it's – it's almost impossible to fill a hundred percent, but I mean, you know, we have 
heart of warriors and we just sit here and we do what we do and you get used to it and you push through but injuries play a massive part and it's just about if we can push through them or not um how severe they are and there's a bunch of different things that go behind it that's why i always use that iceberg effect you know like people see success they see the top of the iceberg but they don't see all the stuff underneath and that comes with injuries and all the weight cut and the different things that are behind the scenes that nobody gets to see there's a lot of struggle there is that how you got your name rocky where did the name rocky come from where did that no actually my name didn't develop anywhere near fighting um you know i mean i think people just assume because the iconic rocky but no it uh it actually stemmed from high school in volleyball my volleyball coach at the time like she my name is like Raquel, if you pronounce it, ah. but R-A and every, like, she would always mix it up and call me Raquel. Well, one day I like messed up a drill in volleyball practice and she was frustrated and she was trying to yell at me and she kept stuttering rock. So then everybody started calling me rock. And then at some point it just like in one of the games they were chanting and they started chanting Rocky and then it just kind of stuck. So growing up, everybody called me rock or Rocky and, when I got into fighting, they were like, do you have a ring nickname? And I was just like, well, my nickname's Rocky, so we'll just stick with it. That was perfect. That was yeah. like a per perfect and nickname. <laughs> now talk about high school because you were a multi-sport athlete and something happened in high school that sidetracked you. You had scholarship offers, honor society, the whole nine. Share with us your high school background, your story. Yeah, I, um, you know huge in athletics, huge in academics, um, worked my butt off for all kinds of athletic scholarships, academic scholarships, and then I ended up breaking my back snowboarding. Um, you know, I wish it was some crazy cool story too, like while I'm out there on the slope, we just got done playing in the train park, grinding on all the rails, doing jumps, all kinds of cool stuff. And we were actually just leaving to go do some normal runs for the day. And uh, I was fixing my glove and came across a sheet of ice and the edge of my board hooked. And yeah, it just like, kind of changed everything from there so but you know back then like I really didn't understand it like I was frustrated and it was another one of those setbacks and you know you have your mind and your eyes set on something for so long that when things kind of change it's you know I mean it's weird for anybody change is hard and uh but then it brought this lifestyle up I mean I never in a million years thought I would be I always wanted to be a professional basketball player I never thought I would be a professional fighter and I remember the day that I was going through rehab and uh, just I was at the gym lifting with my mom for the evening and we were working out and the first team I started with they were training in a little yoga studio in the back of the gym and they had the little puzzle mats that were like half inch thick and <laughs> yep. that day and they were just slamming each other all over the place so I made the joke to my mom that I was going to do that just to get going and you know I think she just like wanted me to get going and feeling like myself again so she kind of was just like yeah you should try it and I went in talked to the coach went in the next day for my first training session ever which happened to be sparring so I just got fed to the wolves right away but I actually fell in love with the sport and here I am 13 years later so you made a, a unique positive out of a negative situation right you, you made the best out of it <laughs> absolutely I tell everybody you know there's positive in every situation no matter how bad it seems like that little bit of positive sometimes is that needle in the haystack. But if you can find it, like run with it and it'll, everything's always work out, you know, life has a way. Now you were on the ultimate fighter back in the day where it was team Rousey versus team Tate. What was that like? And do you still watch the show at all? 
Yeah, I'm actually watching the current season. I'm two weeks behind though right now. It was a really like unique experience. It was definitely a turning point um, in my journey. And it was just kind of one of those things to where I like, you know, you get taken out of your normal life and you get locked into this house. You don't get books, you don't get TV, you don't get music, you don't get your phone, nothing. Like you have no choice but to interact with people. And when I went on to the show, I didn't know anybody on there. And so it was just like, you're around all these different athletes. And, you know, the really cool parts are is like learning different athletes, seeing the way everybody works. Um, basically, you're living your dream. All you have to focus on is eating, sleeping and training and then fighting. Um, but it's really tough. It really is. It takes you out of your comfort zone. It really made me like have to grow as a person and as an athlete. And you know, it gets really tough when you sit here and you cut weight a certain way or you have a certain amount of weight to cut and you have to walk around and be ready because you don't know when they're going to call you. And then on top of that, you have athletes that everybody's body's different. And it's like Christmas every day. You write on a list what you want and you wake up the next morning and everybody's stuff is in the kitchen and there's food and temptations and a lot of things. So you learn a different level of discipline and all kinds of stuff. And um, it was really weird because I remember my first fight onto the Ultimate Fighter against Jessamyn Duke. We won fight of the season, but we were fighting on a Monday at like 1 p.m. And I thought to myself, you know, I was like, man, this is weird. Like my family's at work. My mom has no clue I'm about to walk into the octagon right now. And like, it was just the weirdest thing. And then on top of that, like you have to hype yourself up, no music, no nothing. So it's just, you know, and you're trusting a different set of coaches who are athletes themselves and um it was actually really cool because now that COVID hit and like with the struggle of that and everything like obviously the apex fights started happening and it was really cool to see UFC like still give us the opportunity to fight and still give the world entertainment but being back at the apex like brought those memories back it feels just like that like it's a quiet arena and now they're allowing people into it but I mean that would pretty much be like Dana and them production and everybody sitting there so um it's kind of like I feel like all the athletes who are fighting at the apex right now are kind of getting somewhat of that experience. Yeah, it, It's so much like that. I'm glad you mentioned that. I've recently started binging some of the old seasons of, uh, of tough. And I thought the same exact thing. I said to myself, wow, if we didn't have COVID, then many of these athletes wouldn't even know what it's like there. And it's so much like that. It's just like the show. It is. It is. Now, JJ Aldrich is fighting this weekend. I looked back at your topology. You fought her as an amateur many many years ago 11 years ago to be exact do you remember anything about that fight and how do you think the fight works out this weekend with her and Aaron Blanchfield yeah I remember uh you know I think back at that time she was like Colorado's number one something or another and like she was really hyped up just a young girl um and I remember we were getting ready to fight and in that fight like back then like everybody considers me this brawler and nobody has really seen I mean there's submissions here and there in the UFC but uh like I love the ground game and so I remember you know kind of just getting that submission on JJ and um I got a triangle on her and just kind of like a mounted triangle so um but yeah I mean it was cool because then after that like it was just like oh knock the chip off your shoulder is how I felt with it all and just that competitiveness. And then we actually became training partners and like we've helped each other out ever since then. So it's really cool to see uh, the relationships that are built throughout all this, whether you compete or against each other or like become teammates or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm excited for JJ this weekend. Like JJ has a way of like 
she's very patient. She's before she used to be like super kickboxing, like a different kind of stand-up fighter would really let go. And now it's like, she has a great, she's evolved, great wrestling background, um, jujitsu, like she's really heavy on the ground. Uh, there's a lot to her and it's fun to train with her. Um, I do think that Erin is like, she's tough, man. She, uh, when she fought Miranda, like Miranda's not any chump out there. Like she's strong herself and training with her every day. And to see Erin, like, honestly, like was just tossing her around. It seemed like she was like a rag doll at one point, just her takedown, her wrestling. And she earned a lot of my respect at that point. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. JJ does have, like I said, I mean, she has this patience to her where she brings out a technique and she does exactly what she needs to do to win. And some people get frustrated because they're like, oh, she's not exciting in this, that, or another, but it's about the W. And so That's right. you know, I, uh, I think if JJ is just herself, um, she really focuses on like, if she goes to the ground, I'm not worried about it. Wrestling, like, I think they'll go back and forth with wrestling. I think uh, maybe Aaron will have a notch above her on that, just from what I was seeing. But I think stand-up, like, JJ has that all day. So I'm excited for her. Of course, I'm rooting for her. I think she'll get the W. So we'll see. Well, you guys are both from Colorado. And I was doing a profile breakdown on JJ Aldrich this week for her upcoming fight. And I did some research into, like, her background background. Man, she she came from some humble beginnings. I'm sure you know that. And yeah. uh, it's hard not to just root for someone like that. You know, she, she's winning the fight of life. You know, that's how I look at oh, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is awesome. Now, you fought on UFC 273 with your girl, Tisha Torres. So you guys are both in the same card. And you guys are partners. You're engaged. What is that dynamic like? You know, is it more stressful is it less stressful? You guys are both going to the weight cut together. You're in the same card together. What is that dynamic like? Take us behind the curtain as much as you can. I think it's awesome. Um, you talk to Tisha, and she wants to go stir crazy when we're fighting on the same card. I've uh, tried to convince her multiple times since we've been there to fight on the same card. And the first card that we fought on as being a couple was um, in 2020 on when COVID hit. And then before that, I mean, you know, I met Tisha. Um, I was already assigned to Invicta, and we met back in 2012, and she was making her pro debut and stuff. And so, and then the last fight we fought on was her second fight against Rose, and I was fighting Betch Cohea in Tampa, Florida. And then now this last one, like, I told Tisha after the COVID fight, I was like, we should fight on another card together. She was like, absolutely not. It's not happening. Like, it just stresses her out. And that fight, like, I think worked out well for her because she fought first. And so she was able to get, like, her emotions out of the way. And then she can, like, worry about my fight next. And then this time around, um, it was kind of sprung up on her last minute just because I took the fight on, like, I think total a 12-day notice. That's right. Um, they noticed. so she was just like, you're fighting the same night as me. <laughs> I was like, yep, you better get over it. And so, you know, the coaches, like um, – it stresses her out a little bit and stuff and whatnot. I think she just gets to the nerves. Like I get the nerves for her too, but I wholeheartedly believe in her and I just think it's fun and it makes it easy. Um, the weight cut. No, absolutely not. We have our own rooms. She needs to stay away from me. Like Tisha cuts, I think a total of like four pounds by the time she's at fight week. Oh, that's it. That's it. Well, granted for her body, she's super lean. Okay. So like, that's true. That's true. But yeah, that is it. And so she like, she annoys me though, because she's eating like candy throughout fight week and like. <laughs> Are you serious? 
I have to really focus and you know, I drop like serious weight. And so our coaches, I remember she was like, Oh, I want to make a video. We're cutting weight together. And like, she had this idea that we were going to be cutting weight together. No, no, no. Like coaches drug her stuff to her workout room and she walks in not cutting together. And it was like, no, do you want to like survive another night? Like I need you away. (laughs) So but I mean, overall, like, it's just a fun dynamic having us both at fight week. She does her own thing. Um, she has her own schedule. I have my own schedule. And then we all just link up as a team and do things. And it kind of works out because, like, there's certain drills that we could do with each other. And we both just kind of get those emotions out. And just understanding how it feels during fight week with the emotions as is. Like, we could talk to each other. And it works out because, like, there's times that, like, we're, like, on, on an off schedule with our emotions. So, like, she'll have her emotions and I'm calm so we can talk and then I'll have my emotions and she's calm and we can talk. And then we just hang out and watch our movies. And, but we do have like separate rooms for fight week. Like she has to go to her room. We do not stay together. Like it's very separate. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's a job for both of us, you know? Yeah. And I heard some rumors about that. Some people said on social media, you guys like maybe travel separately or you stay separately. Um, I think you made a good point there. It is a business trip. And you don't want to confuse that with like a vacation. You don't want to confuse it as like a honeymoon. You have business to take care of. You got to stay focused. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people get confused just because they believe everything that's on social media. And if you're doing anything opposite these days, it's like, oh, they broke up. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. And, you know, we just, we have to, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have your average couple, you have a couple who goes, one has a job here. The other one has a job here. They're at their nine to five and they come home for the evening and they might have their evenings together. The thing with Tisha and I is like literally like our home life, our gym life, everything is together. Like we work together, we freaking eat together, we sleep together. Like it's everything and it becomes a lot. So like we do need a balance. And even in the gym, like there is a balance of like she'll be, we'll be on opposite training schedules. Like we'll do the pro classes together, but then like she'll go to the gym like maybe in the afternoon and I'll go to the gym in the morning. So that way we like kind of are crossing each other's paths and it just kind of helps us keep the spark and everything and not get annoyed with each other and frustrated. I was spending time. You're being hundred percent honest. I've been married for what, 18 years, my wife and I, and we do a lot together and we have, you know, two kids and, uh, but we do have to find space. If you don't, you know, you're going to go crazy. You go crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. I am definitely a person of space. Like I love my me time. So like right now today, like if I'm being all honest, I like haven't been feeling well the past couple of days. I had a little stomach bug going on and Tisha's been awesome. She's been taking care of me, but today I woke up like on edge. And so Tisha was like, I'm out of here. So she's in the library right now, like finding books, which she considers her adult candy store. And I'm home finding my own business. But like, we do have to find a balance, whether it's we travel alone and go visit our families on our own at points or do whatever. And that's important, you know, it's super important. Now, you guys have been engaged for a while. Any wedding plans? Any time in your future you've got to go through the actual motions of going through a ceremony? So we've been, we started trying back in 2020. We started planning it and then COVID hit and kind of just ruined everything. And then it's just been one thing after another ever since then. So it just feels like no time to like sit down. Like, and you know, Tisha and I have talked about it. And honestly, like we already feel married um we both do want a wedding but like it's not important for us to like go and have one right now and do everything um we obviously like started taking other steps in life as far as like 
egg retrieval and we want a family and different things. So I don't know, we might have kids before we end up having a marriage. But at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, for me at this point, like marriage is everything, but in the big picture, it's just a piece of paper because in my heart, I already feel married. So um, eventually when maybe she's not in fight camp or I'm not in fight camp, like we'll find the time. But um, right now, I mean, we're just like living our dream and making the best of each day. And honestly, like I went September, December and April and she had a lot of family stuff going on and spent a lot of time up in Massachusetts with her family for a couple months and wasn't even home. And then she ended up going in fight camp. So it just seems like life don't give us that chance right now. And I know people are like, Oh, things that are important, you make time for it. But like, our entire life is important. Like we have a really cool lifestyle. And so it's just we go with the flow of things, but it'll eventually happen. We actually were having the conversation yesterday. Well, you guys are in your fight prime years, too. It's important that yeah. you can you know, make the most of this, make as much money as you can, uh, fulfill your potential. My next question for you relates to that. How much longer for you? You're not, you're not anywhere near the end. I get that. You're, doing, you know, you're 10 years now into it as a pro- professional. Do you have your sights set on a certain maybe age or a certain amount more fights that you want to you know, take part in before you hang it up? Well, it's kind of crazy because I remember when I first started this, I was like, and then also too, like, I mean, things have evolved so much. So just when I was in my 20s, like to think about fighting to 35 and being in this this kind of sport or an athlete in general, like that was old, you know, for an athlete. But now like technology so different, recovery, sports medicine, like, I mean, it's insane how far things have come. And honestly, like, I mean, I'm 33 and I feel like I just hit my prime. Like I feel better than I've ever felt. And so- you know, I said back then, I was like, oh, I'll fight till I'm like 32. And then after that, like, do everything else that life has to offer. And, you know, I mean, shoot, I just hit my prime at 32. And I'm freaking on a roll again. And so I was like, all right, maybe like 35. But then if you think about it, like, we fight once or twice a year. And so it's kind of hard to put an actual age on it. But my ultimate goal is I want to get another world title shot. I want to win the world title. And I want to defend the belt once or twice and prove that I'm champion, and then I'm done after that. Some simple goals, something light. Absolutely. No big deal. I love it. You were a former Invicta fighter. What did it do for your career, and do you still watch it? Do you still support it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shannon, who started everything, like, I will forever be grateful for her, and I think it's amazing what she's done for women's MMA. Um, And then, yeah, we still watch it uh, when it comes on and stuff, and it's cool to see the different girls who are coming up and everything. And, you know, I think overall it's just awesome because I mean, MMA has always been a male dominant sport. And finally there was a home for women and it was just like that promotion was all about us and really helped to get us places. And the cool part when I started there, you know, I mean, I started, I went and supported my teammate at number one and I believe I fought on the second one. And then like just in the first few and now they're at like, 30 something or something like that yeah. what was the last 30? last one was 47 i believe believe that 40. Or not. yes isn't that crazy oh my gosh i can't keep up that's like all these fight nights and everything else like yes. I can't keep up. but yeah so it's like really cool to see and you know um for me like i had a multi-fight contract with them and then they offered the ultimate fighter and that was the first time that women had the opportunity to get into the ufc and i remember having that conversation with shannon and she was just like you know like absolutely like you have a contract here but like the whole point of this is to give you guys a foundation to give you guys a home 
And if you have the opportunity to get even bigger, that's all I want for you girls. And she's like, so go and give it everything that you have. If, if it doesn't work out for you, you always have a home, which I think is absolutely amazing. And so that's what Invicta did for me. You know, it really like helped to kick things off. It was a place that I started making more money at and like having more exposure and stuff. And then all of a sudden got the opportunity to go to the ultimate fighter. And then now here I am with UFC, but we've all kept in touch with everything and it's just, it's, it's neat. Like everybody, I feel like should support that. She did an interview on, uh, I believe, Ariel Hawani's show last week. And she talked about this dynamic of setting fighters on, you know, helping fighters like yourself. And you could just tell by the way she speaks that it's genuine. She cares so much about so, the athletes. So passionate about it, which I absolutely love because you know, being in any sport, being in anything in life, like you come across people who it's not genuine half of the time. And, you know, that is one thing I learned when I became a professional athlete in MMA, like there's a lot of snakes around and it gets, it gets pretty dirty. And, you know, one thing is, is Shannon has always been that genuine person. Like she is so genuine. She's so passionate about what she does. And it's just, those are the people I love, you know? Do you enjoy being a role model? What kind of message do you want to send to younger fighters? Absolutely. You know, I mean, just the fact that like I have a platform and, you know, my passion has taken me this far and whatnot and completely changed my life. Like I coach high school gymnastics and I'm constantly around young athletes and even at the gym, just working with other athletes and stuff. But, you know, I always tell people first and foremost, with whatever you're doing, like you have to have fun. You have to, that keeps the passion lit. And if you're not having fun, then it doesn't matter. Um, and another thing is always staying true to yourself. If you believe in something, like even if the people closest to you don't believe in you, it's your life. I remember when I first started my career, like my dad out of all, out of all people. And then my family, I come from a super, um, like close knit family and, um, I'm extremely family oriented and, you know, their support means everything. But when I started this career, like they were just super disappointed and they would get frustrated seeing me come home. Like I'm a female, I'm coming home with bruises and they just never understood why. And now everybody's super supportive. But I remember at the beginning, like they, they were just like, you're not going to go anywhere with this. They didn't believe in my dreams. And it's super important to believe in your own dreams and to push through. And um, like I said, I mean, stay to stay true to you and have fun each and every step of the way. And, you know, I, I always tell people reach for the stars because anything truly is possible. Like, sky really is the limit and so i mean it's it's simple it's that simple like the recipe is that simple like you just you got to have fun and you know surround yourself with the people who are supportive of you and your loved ones will come around or whatever you know well you said something there i didn't know gymnastics you you mentioned that as a sport i have to share with you that i was um a gymnast all throughout my younger years and I went to I went to University of Nebraska on a full scholarship competed there for four years uh, junior national team sniffed at the 1996 Olympic team so gymnastics was very much in my background that's awesome you coach gymnastics Badass. I uh, I think I always tell people you know as an athlete I think gymnastics or ballet are awesome foundations for being an athlete of any sport um you know I mean gymnastics any sport brings discipline but gymnastics like it brings a different level that can sometimes be detrimental to athletes just because of the way that they coaches can push you but um you know I mean it's it is one hell of a sport and so uh, yeah my mom's been a gymnastics coach for 37 years now I grew oh, up wow. 
gymnastics. And then um, I've been coaching high school gymnastics now for five, maybe six years now. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, before we wrap it up here, I want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to anyone you want to give a shout out to, whether that's partners, um, family, friends, uh, any kind of sponsors, anything, you're, any products you're pushing. Uh, I'll let you close it out here. Go ahead, Raquel. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it was good talking with you. So thanks for having me on. Um, and then, you know, I mean, oh, Boykies, I actually got their hat on right now. <laughs> They're one of my awesome sponsors. Um, keep me supplied with some awesome air-dried beef. If you have not tried the air-dried like, you really should check it out. It's If you're a beef jerky lover, but it's just like... I am. I am. I'm going to give it a try. I'll give it a try. Try. But, uh, you know, I mean, aside all that, just to my fans, to my fans, um, the true fans out there, you know, I appreciate all their love and support all these years and my family, my teammates, and uh, my awesome coaching staff, like... You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at with everybody's love and support. So, well, thank you so much for your time today. We'll make sure we stay in touch with you. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Raquel. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you. Peace. How are you going to call me Tisha? Did I call you Tisha? Yeah. <laughs> Did I call you Tisha? Yeah. No, I'm still recording, which is great because I can include this as like our, our post fight mess up video. <laughs> I did, when did I call you Tisha? Go back and rewatch it. I was like, Tisha. That as as at the end when you just okay, because I couldn't hear you. I saw you sort of respond in some way. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You guys look totally different, by the way. <laughs> my bad.